All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to another edition of our Oilers Nation Radio Pacific Division Previews. As always, these are delivered by our friends at DoorDash. Use that promo code ONRADIODD to get 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order when you use DoorDash. All right, continuing our series here, and today we are going out to California to take a look at the Anaheim Ducks. It was a bit of an interesting offseason for the Anaheim Ducks when you compare how the team looks right now to how they looked at the end of last season. One big name that's gone is Ryan Getzlav, the future Hall of Famer, announced his retirement. So the Ducks won't have him, but if we're being honest, he wasn't really that productive of a player over the last couple of seasons. Aside from Getzlav, they really didn't lose that many other key pieces. They decided not to issue a qualifying offer to forward Sonny Milano, And while that was certainly interesting, you know, he was sort of just a middle six winger for them. They did do some damage, though, on the free agency front, going out and signing Ryan Strom early in free agency to a five-year deal worth $5 million per season. Strom was an excellent second-line center for the for the New York Rangers over the last couple of seasons, and you know he's going to be probably exactly that for the next few years. He's only 29 years old. He can probably get them between 50 and 60 points next season, depending on which line or who he's playing with. But, of course, this team's forward group it will live and die with Trevor Zegris, the rookie phenom. He was a Calder Trophy finalist. He's still on his ELC coming off in a, a really, really good rookie season that saw him put up 61 points. He's going to be the motor 
of this Ducks offense. Troy Terry was also an all-star last year. He's coming off a very, very strong season, a breakout season that saw him put up a total of 67 points, 37 goals. Troy Terry almost scored 40 goals last year. So this Ducks team, you know, they do have a little bit of offense up front. I, I would argue that their depth isn't exactly that great. Another interesting name they picked up in free agency was Frank Vetrano. I like him as sort of a second, third line winger. Uh, Mason McTavish is maybe one of the, I'd call them an X factor on this Ducks forward group. Mason McTavish, we all saw what he did at the World Juniors here in Edmonton. He was tremendous. We're going to get some insight into where he could potentially fit into their lineup as well. On the blue line, they made a couple of really interesting additions. The big one is John Klingberg. It's a one-year, $7 million deal. It has a no-trade clause that starts at the beginning of the season. It's a full no-trade to start. And then on January 1st, it becomes a 10-team no-trade clause. So John Klingberg, I mean, it could... It's similar to the Taylor Hall situation in Buffalo a few years ago where you sign a one-year deal. If the young team surprises, does well, Klingberg maybe stays there long-term. If things aren't going well, the Ducks probably retain half and they'll likely get a first-round pick for him at the deadline if the season goes good. Uh, Elsewhere on that blue line, Cam Fowler, Kevin Shattenkirk, Jamie Drysdale is obviously their big young name on the blue line. They also went out and got Dmitry Kulikov from Minnesota for basically nothing, just future considerations. They just had to take the guy's contract at a $2.25 million cap it, Kulkov's actually a pretty solid everyday NHL defenseman. So their blue line actually isn't that bad, in my opinion. Their forward group has some really intriguing names, but the Ducks' success this season will probably come and go with what happens between the pipes. John Gibson has not been very good for the last couple of seasons. He's not been that typical all-star top 10 goalie guy that we saw for a few seasons earlier in his career. If Gibson bounces back, I actually think the Ducks can surprise a little bit in the Pacific Division. They had 76 points in 82 games last season. Like I pointed out, they made some interesting additions. I think they could be in that like 86 to 90 point range if things go well and Gibson turns it around. And hey, maybe if things really, really go well, they're in that 95, 96 range somehow and they're competing for a playoff spot. I I, I think the Pacific Division is going to be a lot closer together this year. Like Vancouver was fifth at 92 points. Anaheim was seventh at 76 points. I don't think there's going to be that big of a gap between the Ducks whoever's in sixth, seventh, that range, and the final playoff spot in the Pacific. I think it's going to be a lot tighter. Teams are looking a lot more competitive. To get into this team a little bit more and get a full Anaheim Ducks preview, I was joined by Felix Sicard of the fourth period. So here's that conversation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Continuing our division previews here on Oilers Nation Radio, excited to be joined by Felix Sicard of the fourth period. He covers the Anaheim Ducks, and we're going to take a look at a team that, I mean, for the first half of last season, Felix, things were going really well, and the Ducks kind of pittered off towards the end, but just how much optimism is there around this group heading into the year? Yeah, I think that this is probably the most optimism there's been around the Ducks in probably the last three to four years. You know, there's, there's young players that are probably going to improve. Some might even improve significantly. And they, Pavrovic also brought in some free agents that should help. So yeah, there's, there's some optimism for sure. Yeah, Ryan Strom, a guy who's a legitimate top six centerman in this league. Oilers fans know him a little bit. He should bring a nice veteran presence to a young mix of forwards. But the big splash was on the blue line and that one year deal for John Klingberg. Were you surprised when that came down and how do you view him fitting into this Ducks blue line? Yeah, I was definitely surprised. Uh, I knew that, you know, Pat Verbeek was looking to add both up front and on the blue line. So there was bound to be uh, a D man signing at some point, but Klingberg was not someone that was on my radar. I think he fits in fantastically because the Ducks have needed for the last three, four years, they've needed a defenseman who can actually, you know, provide some offense and who can do it at a really high rate. You know, they have some guys who, who can bring some elements of that, but that really is John Klingberg's bread and butter. And that's just at five on five. I think that the big value add here for the ducks is on the power play and the, you know, their power play showed some modest signs of improvement last year, but overall has been a weakness in recent memory. And Klingberg is, I mean, that's what he's known for. That's what he's going to bring. And on a one year deal, he has every incentive to, 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 you know, to, to do right by the ducks. And I think that it's kind of a win-win situation. What is the, cause as soon as that was signed, a lot of people made the whole Taylor Hall and Buffalo comparison, right? He signed there. <laughs> he got a good paycheck for a year. They flipped him at the deadline. What would you say is the percentage chance that Klingberg's a duck after the deadline? I think it's 50, 50. I, I think that, you know, the way that Pat Verbeek has kind of gone about this off season, clearly they want to push for a playoff spot. They want to be competitive. And that's, that's a departure from kind of the straight rebuild we've seen the last few years, which has not involved any of those moves. So I think that if the ducks are in a playoff position or they're really in the hunt at the deadline, I could see Pavar Beek saying, well, we spent this cap space to, to kind of, you know, the value here is that we get a playoff run out of it. And that's going to get our youngsters some, some playoff experience, which at some point you kind of need, uh, you know, you can't just perpetually, I mean, you brought up Buffalo, like you can't be Buffalo. And so I could absolutely see that, but if they're out of it or, or, you know, they're not quite in striking distance, 
I could also see them trading him. So I think it's 50, 50. I, I don't, when it was originally signed, I thought that it was more like 70, 30 that he was leaving, if not higher. But now I think it's more of a coin flip because I believe more so in their playoff chances than I did at that point. So let's talk through this. Then you, you say that, you know, the ducks and Pat Verbeek, they want to try to compete for a playoff spot yet they're sitting here with over $16 million in cap space. (laughs) Those two things don't really line up. Why haven't the Ducks maybe spent a little bit more, or are they maybe keeping some dollars aside for some eventual big money extensions for young players? Yeah, I think that you touched on it there. They're going to need this cap space eventually to pay Trevor Zegers, to pay Troy Terry, to pay Jamie Drysdale, and later down the line, other young players as well. So that's part of it, but that's not all of it. I mean, the Ducks started the off the the off season well beneath the cap floor. So they've actually spent a decent amount of money just to get to the point where they have 17 million in cap space, which sounds kind of wild, but that's, that's the reality. So yeah, in theory, they could spend even more, but if you look at it, you know, they are at the, the maximum roster size right now, they have 46 contracts. So yes, they could go out and, and spend more money, but they the roster is kind of almost what it's going to be. So I think that more the reason why I'm saying that they're they're pushing for the playoffs is because the moves they're making are not moves that a team that's just trying to get Connor Bedard is 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 making. Yeah, and that and that makes a ton of sense. They're definitely not one of those teams like in Arizona or whatever who's you, you can clearly see it from a mile away that they are trying to tank and get their hands on Connor Bedard at the draft. I want to talk about the young superstar in Anaheim. I mean, as I'm going through these previews, it is wild to look at the Pacific Division and go. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Jack Eichel playing full time in this division next year. You look at what Seattle's got down the middle with Beneers and potentially Shane Wright if he lives up to his draft hype as well. And then you got Anaheim with Trevor Zegras, who just might be the most marketable young star in the game. My thing is, you know, he had 60 points last year. That was a great rookie season. He now has this superstar status because of the goals he scores, the creativity, the personality off the ice on the ice this season. What's a realistic expectation for Trevor Zegras? Yeah, that's a great question because I think so much of the discussion around Zegras is about like you touched on the off ice element. And I mean, it's well-earned. He's, he's a very magnetic personality, but on the ice, there's definitely room for growth. I mean, last season, like you said, you know, the point production was there, but wasn't quite the strongest defensively, but was excellent you know, with the puck on his stick was excellent at bringing the puck into the zone, distributing, creating chances for his, his line mates. So I think that he's a realistic expectation is that he's, he well surpasses the point total he had last season. I think that his, you know, his line mates are going to be consistently of better quality. Whereas last season, I mean, he had a lot of Derek Grant, a lot of Nick Delorier on his line, it was a little bit of Vinny Letary. It was just all over the place. And I think this season he's going to get a a more steady diet of Troy Terry, potentially Frank Vetrano. Maybe if Max Contois comes, comes back to, to the form that we saw two years ago. So I think he's just going to have a little more support. The power play is also going to be better. So I think the expectation is that he's going to be more productive than last year. I think he's got point per game potential in his second season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that he's going to get all the power play time. I mean, he did last year and as the coaching staff trusts him more and more, which they didn't really last year to put him out there in more key situations at five on five, it's just a matter of opportunity. And then the, you know, the better support network around him, I think that yes, the, the, 
the potential for a point per game is is absolutely there. One guy who the Ducks are probably going to need a lot from if they're going to make a push towards the postseason is John Gibson. It's been three seasons with a sub 905 save percentage for Gibson. Does anyone in this organization need a bounce back year more than him? No, no, the, he he needs it in the worst way. And I think if nothing else, he just needs to be able to show that he's more than just a, a hot and cold goalie, because that's really what he's been the last few years. I mean, we've seen it. He comes out of the gates, absolutely firing, you know, unbelievable, making those highlight reel saves, the, those crazy athletic saves. But then you have these stretches. And we saw that last year where he just goes really cold. and it's not even so much the team is playing that poorly in front of him. It's just that he can't maintain the pace that he was at. And yeah, I think that there's definitely a a debate to be had about how much of that is the team, how much of that is him, but John Gibson just needs to show that he can just, just be average for stretches, you know, like instead of going from superhuman to well below that, just, be very good and then average for all because that's really all that they need from him. If if John Gibson is just just fine this year, forget Vezina, forget Hart, forget anything, just just fine. The Ducks have a that's all they really need from him, and they have a shot at the playoffs, like you mentioned. So I've been asking this kind of of everyone. I'm chatting with someone from every team around the Pacific throughout the course of this series. <laughs> Who do you view as the playoff teams? If if I have to get a prediction from you now. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so this one would include the wild card yeah, teams. Yeah, I'm guessing. Wild cards, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I would say Calgary is a lock. Uh, I think LA is a lock. Those are my two locks mm-hmm. after that. I think Edmonton is going to be in it. And then, I mean, if I had to, I think Anaheim could be one of those wild card teams. So I'll just throw them in there. Why not? Yeah. And then I think Vegas also has a chance at that wild card spot. So those would be my, my, three locks and then two that I think could be in the wildcard mix. It'll be interesting because I don't think we're getting five from the central again. I think the central yeah. maybe could take a bit of a step back and that could really open the door for a Pacific division that you mentioned after those top teams. It really <coughs> does kind of the waters get muddied a little bit. There isn't going to be a huge lower end like there was in the past. I think Seattle's going to be better this season. So it could be a fascinating playoff race. Uh, before we let you go, I want to talk about a guy who made a lot of noise here in Edmonton over the summer. That was Mason McTavish. What do you think the Ducks kind of have in mind for him in this upcoming season? I think he's going to be in the NHL. Um, you know, the I don't really see him going back to junior. I mean, that's the only option for him. It's juniors or the NHL. And, you know, this is kind of like the age old dilemma. What do you do with these guys? But for him, I mean, you've seen it. He's dominated junior hockey and maybe you want to see him do it for a longer stretch. But how much more does he really need to show there? I don't think he needs to show anything more. So I think he's better served in the NHL. I think the ducks, I think they have that in mind. I I think the question for him is just more so where he's going to play in the lineup. I think that, is he going to play center? Is he going to play wing last season? He he played wing, Um, but Dallas Aikens, the head coach did trust him in late game situations, had him out there on the penalty kill. And that kind of shows that if they already trust him, then before he had the season, he just had, I think that that's only going to grow. So my expectation would be, would be that he's going to be in Anaheim the whole season and that he's going to be probably playing his natural position and being a meaningful contributor.
It, this really is one of those scenarios where you wish there wasn't that stupid NHL CHL rule where the Ducks yeah. could say, you know what, <laughs> go play in the American League, go play against men for the first 40 games of the season. Then we'll bring mm-hmm. you up later in the year. Like, I just think it's so ridiculous how a guy who's just dominated junior hockey for a handful of seasons can only be NHL or OHL. That's just wild to me. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And I think that, you know, the rule help. I mean, I think the rule is probably fine in most cases, yeah. but in a case like this, like you mentioned, he's just so obviously too good for junior hockey that you do wish that there was kind of a middle ground, but by the same token, I think that, you know, the, the AHL would not be a bad route at all for him, but I think he's, I think he's NHL ready. I don't really even think he needs the AHL. So as much as this rule is a little bit annoying and that it, it really creates these two poles, uh, I think that he's he's going to be fine in the NHL. I look at Zegris and the flash he shows consistently and how dynamic he is with the puck. And then I watch Mason McTavish, a guy who showed great leadership with Canada at the world juniors. And then also just kind of has that drive and that nastiness to his game. And my mind just immediately goes to like a Kane Taves kind of duo for the ducks and Oilers fans listening to this will hate that. I'm saying that, but the future really is bright in Anaheim. Like does this season really not feel like the start of coming out of that rebuild and maybe not taking the full step into the playoffs. Maybe playoffs isn't the benchmark for success. But if a lot of young guys take that step forward a year from now, we could be sitting here talking about the Ducks is like, OK, this is a team that's actually ready to win. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that to, to your point about Taves and Kane, that is a that is a fun one and probably more apt one. But the one that's that's come to mind for me from a Ducks perspective and Oilers fans probably don't like is, is Getzlaff and Kessler, (laughs) which is, you know, you've got the skilled first line center and then the kind of grittier second line center. But I think Mason McTavish with all due respect to Ryan Kessler is profiles is more of an offensive type player. So, yeah, I think that this season is going to be the start of that. I mean, it's very much ground floor, but they they've built the pieces and and Pat Verbeek has brought in guys like Ryan Strom, Frank Vetrano, Klingberg, you know, reportedly the ducks are in on Evan Rodriguez. So they're bringing in guys to just kind of give the, the, those younger players a little breathing room. And I think that we're going to see them compete. It's not going to be at all the finished product, but it's, it's just fun. (laughs) It's fun to be excited to watch this team again. I've not been able to say that in, in a long time. Should be fun. The Pacific division should be a ton of fun. Felix, appreciate your time, man. We'll catch up throughout the season. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, that is a wrap on part two of our Oilers Nation Radio Pacific Division Series. Part three is going to drop on Thursday when we talk a little San Jose Sharks. And then part four is going to feature the Calgary Flames next Tuesday. So a lot going on here over the next couple weeks on Oilers Nation Radio. We're also going to have our normal episode of the podcast coming up on Friday. So stay tuned for that. As always, shout out to our title sponsors, DoorDash and Oodle Noodle. Combine those two this week. You don't want to cook. Check out DoorDash, check out Oodle Noodle, plenty of locations around Edmonton, and stay tuned for part three of our Pacific Division previews here on Oilers Nation Radio, which will drop on Thursday. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.